0: On today's show, we talk about a showdown with the baby Lakers in Charlotte tonight. The
1: All-Star game changed locations. Boo. But now they're changing the way that the All-Star vote happens. We'll give you the details.
0: We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on, Hornets. You are locked on. Locked on. Locked on, Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Let's
1: go. Welcome into Locked on Hornets. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in B-E-A, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker.
0: What's up, buddy?
1: The, uh, listen, I, w- I just got done on uh, 94.3... The Game in Greenville, uh, hopefully, yeah, with Mark Pascal. hopefully going to be doing a segment with them every week, spreading our influence across this great state of North Carolina. But more importantly, David, my my pump is primed. I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> hey, Doug, speak, speaking of appearances, we should remind our speaking friends. Of to, to, speaking of pumps. Speaking of primed, we're on every morning, every Sunday morning uh, with our good friends at Fox 46. Yeah, no,
1: it's a, yeah, it's a good chance to see us um, in the local news game, which except is a for this whole Sunday,
0: of course, except for this Sunday. So it's, it's fitting that we this great. Time.
1: <laughs> the whole the local news thing is a whole. It's a new ball game uh, because it's different. You know, we we get thirty minutes every day to to jabber about whatever we want to talk about, but when 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 you go on local news, you really have a very. I feel now for the studio teams in the national oh, NBA or whatever because you really have like 30 to seconds to a minute and not even a minute to really get your thought out and if you don't you're just done you just got to be done it's a very it's,
0: it's, it's a tough, kind of a one shot one shot one kill right it's a tough I mean, you got you got to be on
1: it's a tough racket hey i went to practice yesterday david i uh, got a chance to talk to a few of the players about Getting some rest. This is the first time that the Hornets have had two days rest in over a month, and they got a chance to have a full practice. Uh, So check out. I'm going to have a package on that tonight uh, on Locked on Hornets Live. So go to YouTube right now. Subscribe to us there, youtube.com forward slash Locked on Hornets. I saw Steve Reed there, who is the the AP guy for Charlotte, but he's also the host of Locked on Panthers. David, the Panthers... Are still Hello. they're still in it after getting that big Monday Night Football win last night? Uh, a lot of teams have to lose. I think the Bucks have to lose out. The Redskins, who the Hornets or the Panthers beat uh, last it's night,
0: it's a tie. It's
1: a tie. Yeah. The well, okay, so they have to lose out, right? And I think I think, I th- I, I think Alabama has to lose at this point.
0: <laughs> I think you and I have to do a coin flip. It's a long shot. There's a chance. There's a chance, but it's pretty long.
1: Uh, We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NFL, NBA, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. The Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast is getting really good because... Uh, You know, it's just it's that time. It's that time where people start to get a little antsy. They want to make a deal. Uh, Players are starting to show their true form. Other players like, you know, hey, Marco Bellinelli is starting to pop off. I'm sure he's garnering trade interest. Around the fantasy basketball leagues out there, so make sure you listen to that one uh, to get uh, to get all your information there. Hey, the Hornets take on the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. They're done resting; they got their two days rest. It's time to get back out on the floor. Seven o'clock p.m. tip for the Hornets. Let's talk about the Lakers, David. I want to talk about those baby little little baby Los Angeles Lakers. It's a young That's team. Right.
0: Yeah, a, lo- a young team uh, led a little bit by their bench, though, right? I mean, especially Lou Williams, who I guess it's probably in the front of the pack for like six man of the year right now just because based off his scoring. Uh, but uh, a young team all around with guys like Brandon Ingram, of course, Julius Randle and uh, D'Angelo Russell. So uh, an interesting team, a young team started off hot, Doug. We're kind of a, a, a niche pick to maybe niche. sneak into the playoffs, right? I mean they they had some they had some sass to their games, but have come up, uh, upon little rough times of late. Well,
1: well, they were what they were doing is proving all of my theories about Byron Scott were correct. Thank you, Luke Walton. <laughs> that all they needed was a little coaching. Uh, yeah, they started off the 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 season hot.
0: Well, maybe, yeah, maybe some addition by subtraction, if you know what I mean.
1: Right, exactly. Well, they, the the thing is, there's nothing wrong with the Los Angeles Lakers offense. They score around 104 points a game. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the defense that's a struggle, and that happens when you have uh, a young team. But like you said, it's an interesting team because they get a lot of their scoring off the bench from Clarkson, from Lou Williams. It's pure offense. On their backup uh, uh, two guards there, but there's at the same time they kind of need that because they have some offensive deficiencies from starters uh, from their starters, and they they're really trying to they're really trying to go all around in their starting unit. I mean, yeah. they get, they get the pure scoring from Nick young, but D'Angelo Russell, they're trying to make him into an all around player. Julius Randall does a little bit of everything. So in the starting unit, they've got a lot of guys who are doing a little bit of everything. And then they look uh, to bring in, to infuse that scoring through their second unit. So, you know, the Hornets, you know, just wrapping that back around to the Hornets, you know, that second unit defense has got to be locked in, especially uh, Ramon Sessions and Marco Bellinelli. They have to be focused, attentive when it comes to hanging around with those two spry guards.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Lakers bench, number one in the league in scoring, has only been outscored by opposing bench four times this season. So they get a lot of their punch. From that bench unit, as you mentioned, they've had several different starting lineups, something like eleven or so, right? Different starting lineups this season. So, a young team. I mean, something to be expected, right? They're trying to find the right combinations, you know, much like Clifford is. But they just they're 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 learning how to play, learning how to be in the NBA. I do like Luke Walton. I especially liked his uh, his eight minute uh, ejection that we discussed last week wow. on our live show. That was that was brilliant.
1: One of the most beautiful segments in our show's history. Just analyzing. <laughs> Taking the jacket off, pulling the Roy Williams, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, but, they're but, but, to, but,
0: Yeah, go no, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. no, but, no. But just, you're just, so excited about talking about, about, a, talking about the Lakers. Well, I love this. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> I saw a Lakers hat at the vintage pop up shop yesterday in downtown Charlotte. It got me all goosed did up. Did you for buy this. it? Well, it was twenty five dollars, and I looked at it and I said that that's never <laughs> going on my head because it's a vintage hat. And no, I did not buy it. But there was two, so they're probably still there today if you're looking for something.
1: Well, of course they are. They're twenty five dollars
0: so uh but Lou Williams right doug I mean he can really get after you he scored forty points several times this season um and, and I mean he's the guy to keep an eye on I think you don't want him to get hot I feel like since they rely so much on their bench it's almost like you gotta you gotta reverse engineer this thing right you don't want that that bench unit to get to get going especially not Lou williams
1: no and and they can do a lot of different things they're experimenting with lineups and and I'm jealous of the guys over at locked on Lakers and I'll tell you why in a second, but the reason that they can experiment is because it's kind of a bad reason. It's because uh, Timothy Mozgov has not been uh, exactly the player that they paid for. Uh, And, and everyone probably could have told them that that was going to happen, but he's not, he's not, I mean, he was doing some things early on that, that gave, gave you a little bit of hope, but I don't think that he's, uh, giving you... I mean, he's only playing like 21 minutes a game. I don't think he's giving you much more than Roy Hibbert was able to give this team last season uh, maybe a little bit more on the defensive end, but not much. I mean, that's where we say they struggle. Uh, they're they're allowing 110 points a game, David, on the defensive side on the floor. So, you know, I, I, don't, I, I just don't know if that was worth what they went out there and got, but I'm jealous of locked on Lakers, and here's why. Because... They get to talk about all of this cool developing talent. Like take Brandon Ingram for instance. Um, you know he struggled to score in his rookie season, and that's a. I mean he's shooting what twenty six percent in December from beyond the arc, and he takes almost three three pointers a game. That's not good. He's shooting thirty three percent overall, um, but at the small forward position, he looks like a little skinny Durant. And in the last game against Cleveland, he had nine points, nine assists, and ten rebounds. He was he was flirting with the triple double. And again, it goes to this thing where the Lakers are trying to um, they're really trying to build a team uh, that's balanced, that has the ability to play on both sides of the ball, but also um, you know have having Randall, D'Angelo, and eventually Brandon Ingram g- getting inserted into that starting lineup. Uh, uh, maybe next season, you're going to have a lot of guys out on the floor who can distribute the basketball. So, this will be, I'm jealous of them because they get to talk about all this developing talent and they get to ask all these questions. Whereas, we, it, this it's fun to talk about winning basketball, there's no doubt about that. It would be less fun yes, to talk about the Lakers fun. who are one and ten over their last 10, or one and nine over the last 10. But at the same uh-huh. time, you know, the this team, this Hornets team is full of veterans and veterans. Do a lot of the same things over and over, really well. <laughs> so it's like you know, Batum's going to go out and distribute the basketball. Kim is going to go out and score. Uh, yeah, there's not
0: that much variance. You, you, you not a lot know of what You're going to get. Yeah.
1: So I'm just yeah, uh, that's exactly. all I'm saying. As a, as just a pure as a as a fan, separating the fan and the pundit here. As the fan, I enjoy watching winning basketball. As a pundit. Well, It's exciting to talk about developing talent.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what's cool about this game, dog. If you watch this game, you'll be primed uh, so that you can discuss the Lakers when they play on Christmas Day. You're sitting around with your family and friends. You you can you can drop some knowledge on them, right? I mean, who are they they playing? The Clippers. <sighs> okay. Now, 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 I sense some, I sense
1: <laughs> I just don't. I mean, there's got to be. There, there has to have well, been a better thing, Doug, opponent. It,
0: well, here's okay. So here's the thing. There's like five Christmas Day games, right? I think this one's the last one. And I get it's the L.A. versus L.A. thing. So they're going to play in the same building, and the Clippers are going to play the Lakers. Like from that standpoint, I mean, uh, you know, it's fine. I, I, I know what you're saying, but hey, Doug, they have 15 national TV games. <laughs> So it's not their only shot.
1: Well, 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 they'll have plenty of opportunities to be young and be free on television. Okay, well, we're, cool. we're going to have Justin Thomas from ESPN Charlotte live from Spectrum Center tonight on Locked on Hornets Live, 6 o'clock p.m. only on YouTube.com forward slash Locked on Hornets. And then you can come back here to the podcast for a short recap tomorrow morning. Okay, so let's talk about some things that are going on around the National Basketball Association. The big news yesterday. Changes are coming to the NBA All-Star balloting this season. Players and a select group of NBA media will have a significant say in who starts in the exhibition game come February. Fans will get a 50% uh, share of the vote Players will get 25%, and the media will get 25% as well. According to Sam Amick of USA Today, about 75 media members will be named to an all-star panel. Player and media votes will be kept secret. The seven all-star reserves for each conference will still be selected by the head coach of each team. All-star voting is scheduled to begin at 11 a.m. Eastern on Christmas Day. Before the league's annual holiday slate of five games, the All Star Game is February nineteenth in New Orleans. Yeah.
0: All
1: right, yeah. let's talk about this because so fans obviously get their fifty percent. Uh, players and media now getting inserted into this process. Players aren't happy about the media members getting selections. Uh, Mark's no. di- Mark Stein. No, Mark Stein. Di- this is this surprises you, David. Players not not liking the <laughs> fact that media getting involved here. Uh, this is what Kyrie Irving said about all this. This is from Mark Steins reporting on ESPN. Quote, I guess they're trying to fix the deserving factor, maybe. Leaving it quote leaving it up to the players, that's good as well. Leaving it up to the fans, that's good as well. But the other 25%, I think they need to throw out.
0: <laughs> Yikes. So-, so should the media
1: be involved in this process, David? Ky- Kyrie Irving says no. I mean, Kyrie Irving oh, says no.
0: Oh, I got that. I think it's fine. I mean, look, I think you always want to get the most accurate picture of your all-star appearances or your all-star players. So if they can help do that, because every year we argue about something, right? Somebody that didn't get in. or And hockey tried to do something like this as well. Now, I am not up on my hockey all-star info, Doug, but I believe they got a player in there last year that was like in the minor leagues or something, and so they put a rule against us to kind of, to kind of guard against just like overwhelming fan landslide votes just for fun, just for kicks. Um, and, and, and like, so like Zaza Pachulia last year, right. It was like 15,000 yeah. votes from being voted in. So, I mean, that's fine. It's I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's going to change stuff a, a whole lot. You're still going to have most of the same guys in the running. I mean, I I'm fine with it. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I do wish they would reveal the results, I mean, if we're going to do this thing, that's, let's know who people yeah. voted for.
1: That's what that's what unnerves me a little bit about all that. First of all, I think this is a great idea. Not j- and I'm not. We're not really technically. We'll never be on this. I, well, I won't say never, but we're we're not even close to being <laughs> oh my God, considered for this <laughs> media panel. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, like we're, we're not. not we're not no, traditional we're not. media. Okay, so we're we're not we we speak from a perspective of. Uh, covering the team, but we are mm-hmm. we're we're not uh, uh, biased in the sense that we're we're not we don't have a shot of being on this thing, but I think it's a good idea, and here's why: because we, we've seen the proliferation of social media and and the internet and polling to to help facilitate the fan vote. Okay. Yeah. And we just got through an election. Where there was a lot of tomfoolery going on on the internet and on social media, and, and we see these polls um, messed with all the time. and we see how, you know people from uh, maybe other countries uh, can, can get involved and, and, and mess China. with things. China. Um, so what I'm saying is I think anything that can be a counterweight, to that yep. ki- those kind of shenanigans will will keep... Well, first of all, it will help because, you know, the, the media hears from fans and the media and fans interact and media and players interact. And so ultimately there is influence happening everywhere, even though it's not direct fan influence. Um, but I think... It will help the deserving factor if the players are involved and if the media is involved, and it will help counter some some of those possible shenanigans and keep the NBA out of embarrassing situations. Because that's the yeah. thing: is it cool? Is it cool when fans coalesce around a certain player who maybe deserves it, uh, but maybe not deserves it just as much? But it's kind of a good story. Is that cool? Sure, but. At, at, at the same time, it also opens the door for other ridiculous things.
0: Yeah, they list the votes for like all NBA, right? And the, the, the postseason yeah, awards. So, I don't understand why. I'm sorry. They don't do I'm sorry. I
1: completely this. ignored your 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 point there. Yes, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on the same. <laughs> I'm on the same page with you, David. They re, they reveal everything else. Why not reveal? Why is the All Star Game sacrosanct?
0: Yeah, <laughs> The stopping point. I mean,
1: (laughs) no, just tell us who everyone voted for, so that we can send them angry fan letters. That's all we want. NBA, exactly. No, that's no. It tells you, it tells you that people care about the All Star Game much more than they care about All NBA. That's why, right? Because people will actually get upset. Even, (laughs) but here's the thing too: all of these things, All Star Games, uh, All NBAs, these things actually matter now to players' contracts. And we saw the new CBA is coming out with this designated veteran rule. And the only way you qualify for this designated veteran rule, which will allow you to make a lot more money and and have a longer-term deal, is if you have some of these qualifications. So I think that's where players... That's where Kyrie gets upset that the media is involved. Because now he's like, okay... I guess Kyrie, in a sense, can can sleep at night if he thinks that the fans screwed him out of thirty million dollars. But if you know Joe Media, Joe Beat guy, uh, gets in there and and doesn't vote for him, then all of a sudden, uh, then then it's um, you know then he's been cheated.
0: That's t- I mean, I feel bad for Kyrie. He's just got to got to put up with all these titles <laughs> and gold medals and. <laughs> Signature shoes. And, but
1: should the media be involved in the beat they cover? I think that's the big overarching question. Should should they be involved directly in this way, uh, for, you know, forming the all and we should say this is just the starters. This is not the the right, coaches still, will the, still the the pick the still reserves.
0: The, yeah. I mean, I think it's again, like, even when the fans do it, Doug, we don't see like for the most part, guys that are Starters way, are usually going to make it, like except for Kobe, right? Who probably wouldn't have made it last year, but, but like, when, that's fine.
1: I'm thinking back, so Kyrie was was going to be an All Star starter until Kyle Lowry, his fan vote surged, right. right? So wouldn't you think that Kyrie would would want the? I don't know. Maybe the media would have sided with Kyle Lowry as well late in the game, but it was the fan vote. Uh, you know, Canada. That, they booted him out. Canada stepping up to the plate, an entire country behind one player.
0: I would think players and coaches would help Kyrie's case, but maybe not now. Well, media. I, I
1: think media would, would as uh, well. That's media, what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry,
0: media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: I just think players, players just don't like media. They, they're they distrusting. And, well, you know.
0: Well, <laughs> I get it. Demarcus Cousins doesn't like media right
1: now. <laughs> that's, for, that's for sure yeah Kyrie just doesn't want them to um uh, that's gonna be just tough doesn't want for... them to do all star uh you know Demarcus cousins wants to put him in a trash can hang him up in a locker
0: we'll have to put him in the locker and give him a wedgie for sure <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a tough segment for demarcus to lock down I'm thinking the, the media but yeah <laughs> he needs to do a little more campaigning
1: that's that is not how you lobby demarcus, oh my god, that's hilarious. Ugh. Oh well. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Demarcus. Uh I think he'll be <laughs> fine. I think the fans have his back. That's what I'm saying. This is all a counter it's all it's all in service of, of trying to find and here's the thing. With with the fans having fifty percent of the vote still, you're probably still gonna get Dwayne Wade starting in the East, you know? I, you know, I just yeah, I, I that's
0: don't. what I'm saying. I mean, I, it, it's it's a it's a nice thing. I don't know that'll make a huge difference. And like I said before, like even when the fans were 100% voting, most of the time guys that were voted in were going to get in anyway. Right. It was just a shuffling of the order. I mean, here and there, you may have one guy voted in as a starter, like I said, like Kobe, um, that over career certainly deserving. But last year was was not an all star player at that level. But I mean, for the most part, it's it's all the same, and it's for the game. It's for have a good game at all star weekend. You know what I mean?
1: And it's it's the all star game, right? You know, it's this is not even though it does affect players contracts in a way. I mean, the starters, I think, you know, picking the starters is not is not into the world kind of stuff. You know what bothers me more about the all star selection process than anything? Forget media, forget the fan vote. Um, you know what bothers me is when a player gets selected by whether it be reserve or starter and then has to drive, this inevitably happens. You have players that get injured uh, or, or, you know, older guys that just simply can't play in the game and need to save their bodies for, for the stretch run. And they bow out. And then do the fans get to select the replacement? No. Do the coaches get to select the replacement? No. It's a unilateral decision by the commissioner of the NBA. And I think he put like three guys on the Eastern team last season. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They went, they went. That's what I'm upset about. Three deep, right? Yeah.
1: And and that's, you know, I'm, I, I am a little biased there because I thought Kimba should have gotten in. And, and, and he was, you know, I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was four players away.
0: And wasn't it like they needed at least one more uh, small guy? Or, no, or they, went three bigs. Like they went three bigs. They went three bigs. That's when it's just like, you know they don't really care because <laughs> they're not even following the half-hearted rules they have in place. But we've got a lot of all-star debate coming up, Doug. I mean, we got Kimba. He's going to be in the mix. we got the whole Charlotte-New Orleans thing. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Kim is,
1: yeah, I think Kim is that well and and we should say that. We should wrap this, you know, this is locked on hornets. I guess we should wrap this in in, oh, yeah. a, in a hornet's blanket. This has to the fact that the media I is think getting, it helps. And, and, and several people on Twitter, uh Tony was one of them, uh there were a couple of other people on Twitter, I'll pull this up, that made this point that this has to help Kimball Walker. Because the yeah, media, just, the media has fawned over him.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that too, but it, it would take. I just don't think he's getting anywhere near enough fan voting. Yeah, you know, I mean, even even if it's are still fifty percent. You,
1: wait, you're waning on on Kimmel Walker's chances to make the All Star game at this point
0: as a starter.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, he's not no, a start.
0: Uh, yeah, he's not going to start, but yeah, he'll, he'll get a, he'll get a chunk more votes than he would have as a starter with the fan. I mean, with the media and the players there for sure.
1: And that that has. I think some effect. I think where they, f- I think, uh, don't you yeah, think, so don't, don't you think where they finish in the final yeah, would, vote will, will affect yeah. the reserve selections?
0: So, yeah. So that may be interesting, right? If you see a slight jump in that and the coaches may take that into account.
1: And yeah. if, and if he, if he doesn't get selected as a starter and uh, doesn't get selected as a reserve somehow, he will just buy him some, um, We'll just buy him some six inch heels or something, give him a little more height, and then maybe that will attract the attention of what do you call what do you call those shoes? Lifts or whatever? And that will attract the attention of Adam Silver.
0: That would certainly attract put, a, attention. put,
1: put him in as a small fold. <laughs> I should also note, David, I just saw this in the news, uh, that House Bill 2, the North Carolina bill that set up the whole controversy that ended up uh, moving the All-Star game from Charlotte to New Orleans this season, uh, that bill is headed for a full repeal. And uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver had stated in the past that if certain conditions were met, and one would assume that that was one of them, that yeah. uh, that North Carolina or Charlotte, more specifically, could be in line for the 2019 All Star Game. So that's good news, David.
0: Yeah, it is. As we get closer to All Star Weekend in February, too, in New Orleans, you're going to see all this cool stuff, like the Jordan Brand is Goose doing. Dave, I mean, th- stuff. Th- I mean, this is the 31st edition of, like, the, the Air Jordan line. So I just know that they were going to blow it out in Charlotte with MJ being here, you know, the All-Star game. They do it big anyway. But they have so much stuff they're going to do that was going to be cool here uh, that we'll still see, but, you know, it won't be in Charlotte. So it's cool that hopefully it's headed back this way. Um, you know, this whole thing has been quite, quite, a, quite a journey, <laughs> Doug. Quite, quite a trip.
1: I love that you're... Your justification for that whole thing was not not fans getting to to be a part of it, uh, not uh the, the millions of dollars in revenue mm-hmm. that Charlotte would get, mm-hmm. but but warehouses full of shoes that you will never get to see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying those events, like they would have done a lot of cool stuff. Not just them. It's all about the just, shoes. Yeah, not just those guys, but there would have been that that was that was, you know, inferred or or implied with all that stuff I just said. There was gonna be a lot of cool stuff. We're not going to get till 2019, but um, if it shakes out this way, Doug, then we will get a return trip from the NBA. And we've thought that all along, right? I mean, all the stuff Silver said, uh, being here, coming back here, keeping the lines of communication open has led to hopefully them coming back in 2019.
1: Hey, ESP- ESPN has released some new projections for the Hornets, okay? The uh, new season win projections and probabilities. They still have the Hornets – finishing 43-39. and 39. I don't know if they've updated that because that's the same record they gave the Hornets in their uh, August summer projections. But they now have uh, the Hornets at a 73% chance to win the division and 89% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, it would be the Hornets' first division title in their franchise history. Now, ESPN incorrectly noted that that the team began as the Bobcats in 2004-2005. Somebody somebody has to alert ESPN that the Hornets retain the records from their previous Charlotte incarnation. They can't seem they can't seem to pick this fact up. Um, but it would still even if you count those early Hornets years, first run Hornets years, this would still be the Hornets' first division title. Which surprised me at first David because they've had uh, two or three, two, three, 50-plus win seasons back in the day. But that was when they were in the Central Division, when there were only two divisions in the Eastern Conference, and they were in the Central Division uh, eternally stuck behind the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. So they've had a couple of second-place finishes Mm -hmm. to both the Bulls and the Pacers, but they've always been a bridesmaid and never a bride in their division.
0: It would be a big deal, I think. So uh, th- that would be interesting. I mean, that would be a big get. We talked about it. it's the wide open, the most wide open this race has ever been. So
1: would they hang a banner for that?
0: I would. The division? Yeah. yeah. hang One. Yeah. Do it. We need. Let's get some, I do Let's get some banners up there.
1: <laughs> I don't care if the the divisions don't matter anymore. No. That cloth. That cloth is cheap. Get it. Put up something there. on get it. it. Get it up there. Put something up there. I like it. All right, that's all the time we have for this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Listen to us. Watch us tonight. We're going to be uh, – we've got that uh, package on two days rest. We're, you're going to hear from Marvin. You're going to hear from Nick Batum and Steve Clifford. We've got the showdown. We're going to be uh, – oh, here's a here's something that happened to the show. So I, I think someone got confused, David, and uh, they, they thought that Locked On Hornets – that 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 was the Hornets, and we've we've got a bunch of gifts here that were sent, uh, and, and they were meant for players on the Hornets, but they they ended up here at the studio. So we'll 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 show you what those gifts are uh, tonight, six o'clock p.m. YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe and subscribe to us on iTunes as well, and get these podcasts on your phone, on your mobile device, on your computer every single morning. And uh, give us a five-star review if you're on iTunes. It helps hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. Most importantly, if you're listening, tell a friend. Uh, as we as we head into the holiday season, you're going to be around your friends and family. Uh, make sure to give them the gift of the best Hornets talk in Charlotte or anywhere across this great nation. Shoot us your Hornets questions, thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. See you tonight. Let's Swarm Charlotte.
0: So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV on?